Special thank you to our sponsors of Russ Reels Live, Freeze by D. Scott Smith and Veronica Jeans, and the Alzheimer's Association. For more information on Freeze and action in the face of a business crisis, go to stopinaction.com. And for more information on the Alzheimer's Association and how to give, go to alz.org. And a special thank you to Trina Fox and the Arbor at Avenue Court for underwriting the sponsorship for the Alzheimer's Association. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Marketing with Russ, a.k.a. Or, no, this is the wrong show. I knew someday I was actually going to do that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Russ Reels Live, take two. There you go. I knew one day I would actually intro the wrong show. So welcome to Russ Reels Live here on Thursday, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I don't know what time it is where you are. Clearly, I don't know what time it is where I am or what show that I'm on. <laughs> but you know what? I'm having fun and I'm glad that you're here today. And that's what's important. We are here on Rust Reels Live. You know what I love about this show? This is a really topic-driven, panel-driven show. And it is amazing. Today, we're going to talk about developing a business plan and uh, how that can really help you going into 2023. And, you know, just having a plan, developing a plan is a really good thing. Let me tell you, I learned that years ago. I am, my character is to fly by the seat of my pants, just love life, live life, and not worry about things. And I learned years ago when I got married and had children that that wasn't going to work. And I was going to actually, between that, my family, and my business life, I was actually going to have to have a plan, know the direction I was going, and not live my life by accident, but actually live it on purpose and with a purpose. And that's what I'm all about. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but I just want to thank you again for being here. We're here every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And sometimes we show up on other days. I'm always here every week at that time. But sometimes there are special episodes of Rust Reels Live. And in the last couple of months, we've had a couple of those shows. And so you can just keep your eyes on social media. Who knows where it'll pop up on extra days. You might get extra bonus play uh, shows all the time. I'll just continue to do that. But it will be here for every week. Um, and I just want to thank you so much for being here. You know, I love to connect with you. I love to connect with people. And the best way to do that is to go to RussHedge.com. RussHedge.com is the best way. That is right there. And also, uh, you can please, please, please subscribe on YouTube for many reasons. Number one, you get all the past content that I have done with amazing guests like you will see tonight. Also, you get notices about our upcoming content. And the best way to do that is just to go to rustreels.live. Rustreels.live is all you need to put in. It'll take you straight to my YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button. You're all done. It's that easy. So I'd love it if you would do that. And also, please share. Get the word out right now. Hit the share button. Send it up. Tell people that we, Russ has got amazing people coming on today to talk about developing a business plan, just having planning in your life and in all that you do. Such a great thing. So today we are going to start the show off with a really good friend, Lauren Rillian, who could not be here today, but we have a little thing that she and I recorded yesterday to get the show kicked off. She is very good planner. She's very thoughtful in the financial end of your business. So we're going to start off with Lauren today. Get the show started. Here we go. Hey, Lauren, it's so great to have you here with us today. You know, and we're 
I'm just really excited about this topic of developing a business plan. And for a person that's really not a very good planner, uh, you know, it's so important. I've learned over life to really, you know, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And it's so important to have a plan or a purpose where we're going. Tell us, first of all, just give us a little snippet of who you are, what you're all about, and then let's dive into this topic. Hey, Russ. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on today. It's always such an honor and so much fun to talk with you. Um, yeah, so my name's Lauren Rilling. I'm a fractional CFO and coach for entrepreneurs. And what we do is we take a look at your finances and we develop a strategy for growth and profit based on uh, your financials. We want to make sure we've got a clear financial lens uh, to see what's really going on in your business and how we can uh, also use the business to help you reach your personal goals for your life. So, you know, I love that because you're, you're really trying to help people reach those goals and in finances are so important, but let's dive in a little bit to this topic of uh, developing actually a business plan. And I think a lot of it deals with finances, but really, you know, we've got, a, I'm a huge advocate of having purpose and a direction we're heading. Give us just a little bit of your thoughts. Well, I would say, well, there's a lot. Okay. So thoughts on the direction we're heading um, in terms of 2023 and economic conditions. The, the one takeaway that I really want everyone to have is that in economic, economic circumstances are like the weather. They're just circumstances. They, they don't determine your future. It's something to be aware of. It's something you want to know what's going on. You know, if you're taking a road trip, or if you were traveling like I was, you've got to look ahead and see what is the forecast saying. And then you adapt and you adjust based on that forecast and based on that reliability of the forecast. But you don't just throw your hands up in the air and go, well, I'm just going to hunker down and hope to survive this. You make a plan to take action and to get to where you want to go. So you might adapt your plans. You might make adjustments. But when you've got a good financial forecast and you know uh, what your where your strengths are financially in your business that gives you a lot a much greater ability to navigate those challenging circumstances so that you're not just really trying to survive and just make it through but you're actually finding where the real opportunity is to serve people and turn that into profitable growth for this year yeah and that is so so important because you take that uh, that financial plan, and then it enables you to make plans in other areas of your business, like where you're going to go and what you're going to do, right? Absolutely. Like you can't, uh, well, I, I was just uh, writing about this today is that let's say you want to offer a new product or service in your business, add to your menu, you know, try to bring in more revenue. That's a great thing to do, but there are certain considerations that you, that you need to consider. You have to know what your gross and net profit margins are going to be. Because what good is it if you make a bunch more money in revenue, but then you're actually keeping less of it, right? Then you're just creating more work for yourself and ending up with less money. Um, so you want to look at your profit margins so that you can assess what is going to be optimal both to serve uh, your customers and clients and then also what's going to make sense uh, from a business standpoint, from a financial standpoint. Uh, you want to look at uh, how you are pricing those uh, those services and products so that you have a very clear, unique value proposition for each one of them so that you don't uh, inadvertently confuse your customer. Um, and you think, well, I'm going to make more money because I'm doing all these things. Well, you might, but you also might sort of undercut yourself and end up making less because people are confused and they don't know what to buy or they buy something that is lower priced than they would because the way that you have your 
list of services and products um, sort of presented to them, they don't really know why they should, you know, pay more for the higher price things. So you want to be really intentional about that. And I would say the the key things are cash. You know, you want to have a, a good um, cash flow forecast. You want to know how much cash you need in your business to sustain operations, but also to have as an emergency fund. Um, and those are sort of the defensive things. But then on the offensive, how can you grow strategically and taking a look at what new products and services you could offer, but to do it in a smart way where you know your profit margins and you know um, what that unique value proposition for each and everything you offer um, is going to be. I would say those are the things that um, I'm focusing on. Yeah, and that is so critical. Intentionality, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Keep things simple. Make sure that what you're doing is really advancing your business. So Lauren, thank you so much. Appreciate your thoughts today. You are always amazing. Appreciate you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, that was so awesome. You know, it's wonders of technology. You know, there's so many great things you can do. You can get guests on any time of day. You just have to record them ahead of time. And Lauren is normally re readily available, but had a family wedding. And so, uh, yeah, it's been so great she could do that. You know, next, I'm always ladies first. Tracy is chomping at the bit back there. She just can't get wait to get in. So we're going to bring Tracy in next and let her give us her two cents. Tracy, woohoo! How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Russ? Doing great. Doing great. Always a pleasure to have you on today. And you know, when I was thinking, you know, you and I have had so many good discussions, and there's so much that goes into planning uh, for a new year and for your business. And uh, first of all, let me have you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. And then let's talk about that topic. Go ahead. Sure. Um, so hello, everyone. I am Tracy Borison. I love hanging out on Russ's show. So you might have seen me here before. Uh, I am all about authenticity. And so whether that is in a business sense or a business planning sense, which we're going to talk about today, or just showing up as the authentic human you are. This is what I'm all about. I believe that every single human has a unique light. And when we try to be average, when we try to be cookie cutter, we snuff out those things. Um, and quite honestly, this happens a lot in the business planning process. So I'm excited to bring a little bit of that. Let's remember to be authentic while we're business planning <laughs> pieces of conversation to the show today. Yeah. And I, you know, Always, like I said, you always make me look good. So I love having you on here. Thank you for doing that. And today we're going to keep bringing everybody in the house here. We got Mr. JC Soto, my good friend from Denver. How's it going, JC? Fantastic. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. I, I, it's been a while. And the other day I was thinking, I have got to get JC on the show to hear some wisdom from the man. So before we jump into everything, give a, give everybody a little intro, who you are and what you're up to. I'm JC Soto. I'm based in Denver. I'm the founder of Online Media 360. And uh, I have a small team and we help coaches and consultants to stand out. You know, it's, it's becoming really crowded out there and everybody's doing the same thing. Coaches and consultants, they are struggling to kind of, stand out from everybody else. So we do that. And also after COVID, the amount of coaches and consultants increased exponentially. 
So there's a lot of noise out there, and there are people that have, you know, they have a lot of uh, knowledge and expertise that can help a lot of other people, but they don't know how to stand out, how to get that message across, how to, you know, get get that that clear uh, message that people need to hear to hire them. So that's that's what we do. And like I said, I'm in Denver. We do coaching and consulting, English and Espanol también. Ah, that's so awesome. Diversified, even in language. There you go. Yes. Well, we're going to stay in Denver and we're going to bring in my good friend, Robert Peterson's in the house. The big Bronco fan. Come on. <laughs> wrong, wrong kind of Bronco. I'm a Ford Bronco fan. Not a, not a. <laughs> How's it going, Robert? Russ, it's, it's really good and, and great to be on the show and great to be on the show with JC. Cause he and I were just hanging out last uh, Friday night at a, at a, a mixer uh, networking event with about a hundred people. And, and so nice to, uh, nice to connect with JC virtually. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, we can do it either way with people actually do still get together in, in human form. So that's a good thing to know. So Robert, give us a little intro. Who are you? What are you up to? Yeah. So name's Robert Peterson. I run add value to life uh, consulting and in 2023, because of what JC talked about and the plethora of coaches coming into the coaching space, I've shifted to serving dentists. And so I work with dental practices in in the coaching space. On the business side, they're really good at dentistry and, and the clinical work. Um, they don't have a lot of training in business and team building. And so I come alongside and help them with the team building and the self-leadership um, for their practices. Yeah, well that, you know, sometimes it helps to become a little bit more specialized in a certain field, especially when they need your help. Or you can be like my good friend, Mr. D. Scott Smith, that just does a little bit of everything. <laughs> D. Scott Smith is in the house. There you go. How's it going, Scott? <laughs> Con gusto. It's a good day. Glad to be here. So well, always a pleasure to be uh, on on your show and hang out with you on our weekly show, The Experience. So uh, I am in Independence, Oregon, and it's just a great place to be. My wife and I have become empty nesters. And so we're, we made that transition, sold the house, uh, got into an apartment, got a view of the river, gave my 32-foot extension ladder to my son-in-law and said, I am done climbing up on roofs. So um, <laughs> on the business side, you know, it, it's it's hard to say. You know, they say, Scott, what is it exactly that you do do? And so uh, someone said, you know, I think, Scott, what you really are, you know, you're that trusted advisor to businesses, uh, but you're like that fractional uh, chief of staff. And I think, okay, I'll take that. So uh, from solo entrepreneurs up to businesses that are doing, uh, well, they have uh, probably 20 or fewer employees. That's really where I work well. Well, you know, you work well in so many spaces, and that is especially on encouraging people like your good friend, Russ. Because, you know, one thing that Scott is, when I have a conversation with Scott, my brain is normally swirling. And I'm a little bit overwhelmed at the moment. And it takes me about a week to process everything, yeah, which is what happened, I'm, which was what happened that got me started where I am today. So, yes, I'm glad to you're uh, awesome. give you a swirly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we uh, 
I we're hoping that at some point Yermi's going to be in the house and he must have got held up today. So, you know, hey, everybody gets busy. That's all good. So I'm going to jump back to Tracy. And, you know, Tracy, I want to talk to you about there's so many different things that people need to consider. And so when it goes into planning for a new year, I realized years ago that I really need to be a little bit more uh, planned out and systemized in what I do, even though that's not my nature. In fact, because it's not my nature, I need to be a little bit more that way sometimes. Give us your thoughts on giving a plan and getting moving in the right direction in 2023. So the thing that is always top of mind for me is to make sure that it's your plan. Also, hi, Dr. Newby. Love you. Um, <laughs> just had to do that quickly. Um, a lot of times, like you can go online and find a lot of templates for business plans. Um, there's a lot of people who will do coaching coaching sessions or workshops on what it looks like to build a business plan. And there isn't just one way to build a business plan because there's not just one thing that companies are trying to accomplish, right? At the end of the day, we're all trying to do something, but all of our somethings are not the same. And so there's no, there's templates. Templates are fine. <laughs> just make sure that you infuse it with your uniqueness and the purpose of your business and all of these different things, instead of just saying, I have to do this because I went to Russ Reels Live and they said I should have a business plan. <laughs> that that we're, we all know a lot of things, <laughs> but we, you know things about your business that someone who created a business plan template doesn't know, right? So one of the things that it's always most important for me, and I actually do an activity with my clients called align your goals with your personal brand. And the goal of that is to take what we know about smart goals, but not just choose a goal because it's smart, <laughs> choose a goal because it's meaningful for you and then make it smart and then work right. back. So you have step-by-step -step ways to accomplish that goal. But a lot of times we just do things because they seem like a good idea. And it is a good idea to have a business plan, but just doing it to do it is where we get into that space of, Ugh, I hate doing this. Do I really have to do this? And one of the other things I want to share with everyone, because this happened to me the first year I did business planning for my own business was that I, I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And there was like a hundred different things. And then I got overwhelmed because I'm like, well, I can't do a hundred different things. And so I took a step back and I was like, what energy do I want to show up in? What kind of, what is Tracy energy? And for those of you who've seen before, there's a Tracy energy. Um, and everyone has their own unique energy. It's not about everybody being Tracy energy. But what energy do I want to be in? Get in that energy and then create from that place. Because that helps you take away what are all the things I might be doing because someone else said I should or because just logically they make sense. But at the end of the day, these are the things that I know I can do. And maybe it's three or four things instead of 100 because if we had a hundred percent team, a hundred would be great. But most of us in the entrepreneurial arena are waiting for that to happen, but it's not going to happen if we try to do a hundred things. So it's just about getting those things back into alignment with who you are so that at the end of the day, you get to be in the energy you desire to be in. 
It's my input. Right, right. Well, one thing I really love you say is being your authentic self and living your life and your purpose and why you're there because you can't plan if you don't start with a good foundation. And uh, JC, talk to me. I mean, if you don't have if you don't know the direction you're heading and what your real purpose is and why you're going there and you're trying to live somebody else's life because they tell you you should, you're going to struggle from the get-go, right? Well, you know, that's that's I think that's the uh, the definition of uh, looking for frustration and uh, pain and uh, suffering and, and lack of sleep because you can't do that. You got to be like Tracy was saying, you know, you, you got to look at your skills. And also when you do a business plan, you got to treat it like a kid. When you know, when we are kids and we grow up, our parents don't try to put us into baby clothes when we we're 15, 16 years old. So a business plan got to be adjusted to the market, to the growth of the business, to the things that are happening, to all the new opportunities, sales forecasts, everything has got to be checked every year. You got to look at that business plan and say, well, how are things looking for 2023? How things change at the end of 2022 that uh, might force me to look at the business plan and do something different. And instead of you know looking at everybody else, what everybody else is doing, like Tracy was saying, your business is unique. You do you do the things that are unique to your business because everybody else is doing something different. And your business plan, like she said, also is unique. So to you know do it just once and be done with it, it just it's insanity. You gotta you gotta look at the business plan constantly. And you know, it's like when I was in the service. You make a plan and it might not work out the way, you know, you plan it, but you, at least you have the directions where you're going and you can adjust along the way. So, you know, like I said, if you're a kid, your parents are not going to try to put you in, in, you know, different clothes that don't fit you. You got to they adjust with time, new shoes, new clothing, new styles. Right. So all that stuff's got to be looked at just like with a business plan. Yep. No, I mean, that, you're exactly right on. And, you know, Robert, it's, a lot of times people are trying to force a square peg into a round hole and that is where they suffer. That's where they suffer is trying to, what we're talking about, do something that they were really, is not really aligned with their purpose and aligned with their focus on what they want for their business or their life. But that's how, when you take the time and give yourself space to actually plan, hopefully you have a chance to identify those things, right? I mean, I agree. So starting where Tracy started, the idea that, the template and, and what everybody else tells you that you have to have, unless you're going to a bank for a loan, you can create a business plan that works for you because the majority of people, they spend all this time and they print out all this paper and they've got this really cute little plan and they put a, they put a cute little cover on it and then they throw it on the shelf and they never look at it. And that doesn't do you any good. You need a plan that you can look at almost daily. Like every week have, have your plan in front of you and say, all right, you know, what's, what's the marketing piece? What's, where's the finance piece? What's, what are the pieces that are working for you? Um, and, and the piece that I discovered this year is I've decided I'm doing the, the Scrooge plan. And basically, you know, the, the story of the Christmas Carol, the, there's three ghosts, right? The ghost of Christmas past comes and tells you all the stuff that you kind of might've missed relationships. What were the important things, the present, what is, what are the things that are really important you know, right now, what is it you need to be working on? And then the future is where are you going? And that's, you know, so many people have, have a compass, but they don't have a map and a compass without a map is worthless. And so you need a plan that matches your map. You need a, you need to know where you're going and you need the tools that are going to take you there. Yeah. 
For sure. For sure. I couldn't have said that better. I mean, I think part of what you said, and Scott, you can expand on this. You need a plan, but then you need the tools to take you there. And, you know, when, when Tracy talked about templates, I think a lot of times it's good to have a template, which is an idea of what you want to do. Like you watch Russ Reels Live or you go online and you get ideas of what people are doing. That's good. Mm -hmm. But then you tweak that and you move that so it fits with what you're doing. Right, Scott? Yeah. And and I'll go all the way back to Tracy's first uh, uh, comment and, and about purpose. And uh, it, man, some of this gets really uh, romanticized as far as what is your purpose and find your why, right? And uh, so just as, a, as an example, so I was not, I'm on a, a board with a nonprofit. It's a fairly young organization. And so last night we were in the meeting and, you know, they've got a vision statement and they've got a mission statement. And, you know, they you, you get consultants and you you wordsmith these things and you you put them on your letterhead and you get plaques made and you put it on the wall with lights shining on it. Um, and, they're, and they're great. But um, but we got to get back down to the to the purpose. And that is, what do you do? And really, the question that you want to answer is, what would the world be missing if my business didn't exist, right? Because that's, I mean, that's really what it comes down to because there is something unique that you offer. And uh, just as a, as a template, Tracy, that I have back here. Uh, so uh, here on the wall, right? Uh, this is the, and, and uh, shameless plug, page 23 in the book. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and, and Robert, to your point too, uh, I see these business plans, right? Hundreds of pages and stuff. And I remember calling, going, uh, getting called in and working with this client and they were selling a, a, um, a an item for lady joggers and, high, you know, walkers, right? Uh, that was a personal defense item, was a little piece of molded plastic, very clever in their design. Uh, and so I come in to work with them and they go, we got this this marketing plan, right? This business plan. And in the marketing section, and they paid a lot of money to have this written. And the thing was like 120 pages long. And the marketing section said, there are over three and a half billion women on the planet. I'm like, true, but not applicable okay. to your business, right? Because anyway, um, it you can look at it, you can get these plans, but obviously it didn't do them any good. Um, and I like something that you can refer to. So this back here, we call this the value wheel because in the center you go, what's that unique proposition? What is it that the world be, would be missing if your company didn't exist? Then the things around it are your customer, right? Who is it? Uh, how do you reach them? How do they buy? Then you have your uh, delivery model, right? What is it that you actually do? Who are the partners? What are the activities that you do in your business? And then you have your financial model, right? What, how do you make money and what does it cost? So do you sell books? Do you offer consulting services? Do you have products? What is it that generates money? Then what is it that costs you? Now, you can map this out on one page and you can look at it. 
my father was a, a human resources manager, HR guy for Tektronix. And uh, so, he, you know, he and the general manager and the folks put together this business plan. They put a one-page summary. He put it in the top left drawer of his desk, and that was the only thing in there. Every Monday morning, he would come in, open up the top left drawer, look at it, take out this one-page thing, and go, okay, here's what, what our business plan is, right, one page. Then he looked at his calendar for the week and goes, all right, are the things that are taking up my time, are they advancing this business plan? If not, I'm crossing that out. Well, you know, Scott, you are always full of so much wisdom um, when it comes to, you know, actually taking a look at the big picture. I and mean, that's what I love about you. And I think, though, that we got to come all the way back to what is really most important when you're planning. So we're going to do a speed round. Gonna do some, I'm shaking things up a little bit. Speed round. So you have 30 seconds to tell me the one principle you think is most important when making a plan, a business plan. Tracy, it's all on you. You're starting it off. Go for it. I mean, the thing that first comes to my head is that clarity on where you're going. If we don't have clarity on where we're going, and if your business plan doesn't do that, it's not worth the paper it's printed on. It needs to tell you where you're going. Very good. Very good. JC, you're next. Oh, wow. Ah, oh, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I will uh, look really into the solution. What, what is what is it that I'm offering to the market that I'm, I'm bringing to the market that I'm solving the problem that I'm solving that I can build the build the business around? Uh, you know, what is it that I can uh, provide that will change uh, the customer's life or transform their lives? or, you know, some, somehow contribute to their living every day. There you go. So we've got clarity and solution. Robert, you're up. Go for it. Well, I, I think it's just the same as, as Scott. So we've got those those four pieces. I think all of us will end up saying one of those four pieces, but I think it just needs to be usable, right? It needs to be that worn out map that you're unfolding and looking at it every day and it's wrinkled and it's because it's really guiding you on a daily basis not just a plan that, that, you know, everybody's talked about. Enron had a great plan and integrity was their number one value. And we know where that went. <laughs> well, it was a good plan. That's for sure. You got to stick to it though. Scott, out of all that you tell me and the big pictures, whittle it all down. What is the one most important I'm gonna, thing? I'm going to go way back to, uh, to the video that you have with Lauren and, uh, many, well, I'll say almost every business owner will go right to their profit and loss statement. How much did they make? What did it cost? What's the bottom line? Uh, advanced business owners will look at their balance sheet, right? What are your assets and liabilities? What do you own and what do you owe? And uh, the successful business owners will look at their cash flow statement. And if you don't know what that is, then... Uh, you need Make one more step. You need one more step. Understand your yeah. cash flow statement. Yes. Well, I, I think that's also true. And, you know, so I want to even take another step back in our process because we started with this. And I want, as we go around again, I really want to have you think about where is when you're a business owner 
And let's say you're a solo entrepreneur or let's say you're a business owner of a gigantic corporation, right? Where is your heart in what you're doing? It comes down to your purpose and your why on things, but really, where's your heart? And I was just talking to a young man that I mentor and we were talking about where his heart was, where God was sending him, but what was the real driving force in all that he was doing. And I think unless we know that, then all we can plan all day long, right? We can plan all day long and it's not going to work well. So Tracy, speak to that. What do you think is really, I just think that's so important. Tell us your thoughts. It's funny because I wrote an article about this a couple of weeks ago on this concept of wonder and, and everything for me is coming back to this. Cause when we talk about purpose and we talk about why, and we talk about passion and we talk about all these things that get really convoluted because they start to sound like fluffy concepts and you're like, well, I'm writing a business plan, right? A business plan is strategic. A business plan is tactical. It's, it's not about fluffy feeling goodness, but at the beginning, when businesses get created, businesses get created because someone wondered something. Why aren't we doing this way? Why couldn't we do this? What if this? People wonder things. And what you wonder is a unique thing. And it's a combination of your purpose and your passion and your why. And no matter how much clarity you have um, on those things, the things that you wonder are driven by who you are, by your personal brand. And I had this really... I had a, a lot of feedback on it, but I had this one statement in the article that was like, founders wonder, and then companies are born. If you didn't wonder something, you wouldn't start a company, right? Like it's hard work <laughs> to start and run a company, especially to start a company and then grow it to some of these like huge, massive things. You have to be able to maintain that sense of wonder and remind yourself like, I really liked what you said, Scott, about like, what do you own, right? In your business, what do you own? Because all of us, all of us here today and almost all businesses everywhere have competitors. There's zero people who, there's no competitors. You're the only one serving the market. Usually that means there's no market. So just watch that if that's part of your business plan assessment. Um, but there are other people who are doing what you do, but nobody else is doing what you do, why you do it. No one wondered the same thing. And so when you can come back to this, I saw a couple of, of comments earlier about messaging as well, too. These are like such good golden nuggets for like, why do we exist? Why, why did I think that we needed another automated voice notification company? Why did I think that we needed one more leadership book in the world? Why did I think I should make Hedwig out of Lego, right? Whatever you think, there's a reason why you think that and there's a uniqueness in why you think that so when you can start to harness into those things that's also why you that's also where you can tap into that energy that i mentioned earlier is if we're creating a business then we want to be in that unique founder creation energy when we're creating a, a business plan because that's the way to make it reflective for us and that's the way to make you want to pull that thing out of your drawer every morning to say like hey this is actually this document this document's actually like my best reminder of me and why i'm here and why we all come here to serve the way that we do so why wouldn't i want to start it in that morning 
And, you know, it's it's interesting because the young man that I was mentoring was talking about he didn't want to live his life and at the end feel empty and like he really didn't make a difference and accomplish something. And I think it's very important to have strategies, to have plans, to have processes and to have a good financial plan. All that is so important. I mean, but I think at the very root, if you are not uh, doing something you're passionate and you that's going to fulfill you because it's something that you wondered about that you really wanted to see happen, you're going to struggle. JC, what are your thoughts? Well, I believe that, you know, if you don't have a strong why, you have, there's a difference between um, responding and reacting. If you have, you have a strong why, you will take the time to respond, not to have a knee-jerk reaction to everything that happens in the market. So when you know what, what you, you know, what, what you have in mind, what your mission is, what your purpose, then you look for a way to respond and adjust to the market because at the, at the core, you already know what the fundamental is in your mind. What, what do you have inside? Where are you going? What, what is it that you want to, to contribute? If you don't have that, then everything that happens just push, push you along the way and off the path that you were, you thought that you, you're going to be on. But having, having that, that, that passion and that uh, guiding star that you know, this is why I do this. And I will just start on the way to stay on that path. It's just like, you know, when you go like hiking, you know, you go, you go hiking and all of a sudden you find, find this boulder in your way, you just, you're not going to turn around. Hopefully, you know, you can go around it. So it's, it's, it's a way to find a way to stay true to that passion that you have, to that, uh, to that mission that you have inside. It's just, you know, you look at people like uh, one, one person that I always, it's kind of, it's gone by the wayside now, but uh, people like uh, Richard Simmons, when he first started, his goal was to help overweight people. That was his mission. That was his passion. And he worked everything that he could to get that done because after all the all the little uh, uh, videos and workout videos and fitness trends, everything that came around, he still adjusted, adjusted to the, the passion, that mission, that he, that why that he had, because he was overweight when he was also growing up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that mission, that purpose, Robert, uh, pick that up. I mean, you know, I just think people so... So often get the cart before the horse, as my mom and dad used to always tell me. They get the plan and all this thing because people tell them they've got to do that before they really even know where they're going. Well, I mean, so that's one of the biggest things that happens with the people we serve is they've gotten this education because it's a good career opportunity. They can make lots of money. I mean, you know, average salaries are 150000 to 250000 a year but they're not just about fixing teeth. And, and, it, and if, and if they, they running their business, just thinking about fixing teeth, that's not a reason to wake up in the morning. And so they've got to have something bigger, not just for themselves, but for their team. So their, their practice has to have a purpose. Their practice has to have a reason. What's the impact they're going to make in the community. And that's what they wake up in the morning for. And like Tracy was talking about earlier, it's their unique, it's their authentic story. It's what differentiates them from every other stupid dental office all over the, they're all over, right? They're there. You could throw a rock and hit one in any direction. And so you've got to be different. There's got to be something about your practice that differentiates you. And it's really, it's going to be that purpose. And it's going to be that thing that you communicate to the community around you that says, 
this is who we are and this is why you want to come and it's the people that are aligned with that they're going to come and be a part of it and so that's the first step in almost any business is really finding that thing finding that unique differentiator that different you know makes you who you are and you can't fake it you can't you can't pretend you can't grab it from somebody else get it from your heart and then get it from your team's heart and then bring that all together we mentioned Enron earlier. The reason that didn't work at Enron is because their hearts weren't aligned with that document that they'd created. And, right. and the, the accounting system allowed them the space to do the smoke and mirrors thing. And of course, eventually they got caught because profit was more important than their document. Your heart right. has to be at the heart. It's got to be the reason you jump out of mm -hmm. bed in the morning and you're excited to get on these calls and do the thing you do. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, you know, Scott, how many businesses have we all been in over the years? And every year when we go to planning, we write or refine our mission statement, our values and goals. And we do it because we're told we have to do it. We do it in a structure that somebody else came up with. And everybody sits in there and fiddles and fidgets and checks their phone and drinks their coffee and can't wait till they're out the door. And then we take that wonderful mission statement we stick it up on the wall in the office and everybody walks past it. And you ask somebody in a company meeting, what is our mission statement? And they go, uh, uh, cause it's not the heart of what people are all about. Mm -hmm. Right, Scott? Yeah. So, so, <laughs> uh, crazy thing. When I was, uh, uh getting my MBA, the, uh, the first class that we took was in, was ethics. So studied ethics and you know how college works. Uh, you take a class and then when it's over, you forget, you you can forget all that because I passed the test and I got my credit. And now I can move on. The, actually, the very next class uh, that we took uh, after ethics was marketing. <laughs> so anyway, I was just, uh, <laughs> just fit in my brain. So, you know, things will come up that uh, if you know where you're going, if you know who you are, you know what you stand for then when things get in your way, like boulders, it doesn't matter. So the story is this, and, and, and it goes with our goals, right? Because when we achieve things, uh, sometimes that's not a good thing. So Muhammad Ali, 10 years old, uh, has his bicycle stolen. The local sheriff says, you know, uh, you should uh, learn, you know, you should go talk to my friend. He's a boxing coach. Go learn to box and take care of yourself, son, right? Ten years later, he has a, an Olympic gold medal for boxing. And then uh, a few years after that, he becomes the world champion of boxing. So, you know, at like 22 years old, his life could be over because you know what? He's pretty much achieved his goals. But, uh, as a black man in the United States in the 60s, he uh, uh, converted to Islam. And that's when he changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. And uh, a lot of people are aware that at one point he got drafted because we had a draft in the United States. Uh, because of his faith, he decided he was a, he was a conscientious objector and would not uh, submit to the draft. Um, he also lost his license to box. But here's the deal. Uh, a lot of people associate that loss of his license uh, for uh, being a conscientious objector. Uh, the governing boards 
uh, for the licensing, took his license away, not because he was a conscientious objector. They took it away because he of his religion, right? So here's a man who, who was examining his life, made a commitment to a faith, and lost his ability to take care of his family. But that did not stop him because for the next 10 years, he went to college campuses and he talked about equality and what we needed to do as a people to, to, to bring around uh, uh, racial justice because that was his purpose. It wasn't boxing as it turns out. Uh, boxing just gave him some noti uh, notoriety, some ability to have uh, a platform to talk about what was really true in his life. And one last bit of this on the story was, is separate from this, is a friend of mine, he has a construction company that does like mold and uh, uh, restoration stuff in, in Georgia. Uh, it's, he doesn't really enjoy dealing with mold, but he enjoys that he is providing jobs in his community He's uh, restoring people's homes so they can live in their homes, and it provides an income so that he can go out and do what is inside of his heart. So if you know your heart, if you know what your, your purpose is, uh, what you do is, is actually going to be irrelevant because you will always find what's important, and you will find ways to, uh, just like Muhammad Ali, to go onto college campuses and speak to students. So I think that begs a really good question that I've thought about many times, and that is really, you know, so in any situation, what you're saying there, Scott, is why are you, why are you really here? Um, here's where you are, but what? why are you here and what are you going to do with it? Now, I can relate to that restoration thing coming out of the restoration industry. I do not like water, floods, fires and uh, mold. And that's what I did. I, I managed the sales and marketing team for years, but you know what? I love the people. I loved helping people through tragedy. I love doing all of that. And that's what drove me in that industry. And so the same thing you were talking about. And so I think we all need to evaluate that as we're going through. Maybe it's not always that important. In fact, I would say a lot of times it's not that important what we do but how we do it and why we do it, why we do it. So Tracy, we're on our last round here. I want you to give everybody your gold nuggets for today on this topic and then make sure at the end, let everybody know how they get in touch with you. All right. Okay. So what this is making me think of is, so I do a show on Wednesday. It's called Passion Break where we talk about passion. And one of the things that show is about is about the re-education of passion, not like fluffy passion, but what where what actually drives passion? Why do we why do we ask the questions that we ask? Why do we wonder things? Why do we feel connected to some things and not feel connected to other things? And one of the stories I tell often on there is that when I used to play competitive basketball, I thought I was passionate about basketball because while I was playing bas basketball, I felt all the things I wanted to feel. The thing is, is I wasn't actually passionate about basketball. I felt passion while I played basketball. And the reason I felt passion while I played basketball is based on the things that are important to me or what at the Passion Center they call passion drivers. So for me, those four things are collective contribution, empowerment, 
possibilities and journeys. And all of those things I got in my experience of basketball. Not all people will get all those things in every experience. I didn't get all those things in all my experiences of basketball. I didn't get most of those things. <laughs> I worked in the corporate work environment. But what what we start to think is that we're passionate about doing a thing, right? Like we're passionate about playing basketball. We're passionate about acting. We're passionate about writing. We're passionate about the thing, but we're not passionate about the thing. And this is where the, this, like you can have a restoration company and feel passion because if one of your passion drivers like mine is collective contribution, then if you can go to work and you feel like a team and you go to the site and all of you are just like executing exactly what you know how to do and you're all professionals and you're high-fiving and all, whatever sounds like collective contribution for you, if you're experiencing that, then it doesn't, it matters very little what you're actually doing. And so this is why when you come back to like what, like what, your why, your passion, your purpose, those things, these inputs aren't tasks, right? Like I don't get lit up by going onto LinkedIn and sending a direct message, right? I get lit up by going onto LinkedIn and starting a conversation with a person, right? The, the task is actually mostly irrelevant. It's those like underlying drivers that are actually meaningful. And so when you can get clarity on some of those things, you can start to use those things intentionally. And the last thing I'm going to say is that in my journey, this concept of this, this clarity on knowing that collective contribution is a thing that's so important for me, that has helped me decide things that do and don't go into my business plan. So for years, people are like, write a book. <laughs> um, I'm a, I've been a Toastmaster for years. People are like, be a keynote speaker, right? I could, I could do those things. But to me, writing a book doesn't feel like a contra collective contribution. It feels like my contribution. And so I always choose other things. When I envision how I am participating in society, I don't see myself on a stage, uh, in my opinion, this is not like everybody's experience, but being above the people, I see myself being with the people in a room facilitating. And so when I build my business, when I build my marketing strategies, when I build my sales strategies, they're based on those things so that when I show up and do them, I get the reward of doing those things because they're meaningful. Right. So uh, I want everybody else to have time to, to speak as well, but you can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> there you go and the other information has magically appeared below you so uh everybody click on that get to tracy and all right jc take it away well i think i think what i would like to uh to point out again is just you know uh we gotta adjust to the times we gotta you know we gotta be flexible enough that even our business plan has to be adjusted with the times and you know to to believe that, you know, you do like everything. And this is not, we, we go beyond just business planning. We go, we talk about life. It's the same concept. You got to adjust your life according to what's happening. You cannot just say, I'm going to do this when I'm 16 years old and find out when you're 50 that you never adjusted and you see the results then because life changes. I mean, I think it was, I think it was uh, Jay Abraham who said, life is a moving parade. Things are changing constantly. They're coming on us. 
So we got to adjust everything else. We got to be uh, malleable and, and flexible and, and, and avoid that knee-jerk uh, re um, reaction and respond and learn and keep learning because we got to keep learning. That's another thing. A lot of people think that just because, you know, I, I've done coaching with uh, small businesses that have stores. And a lot of them are so far behind, not on technology and, and internet, but actually on human resources, on, on, on e equality, all this stuff that keeps happening, that things that keep changing, that, you know, even dealing with millennials, which is so, you know, it's so big nowadays, all these things that are, they're behind because they're not learning, they're not adjusting. And when you look around, you know, what they're doing, a lot of times they're, they're stuck because they have, they're not adjusting. So the sales and the sale forecast shows, you know, the mentality is that, you know, this is what's going to happen. We're not looking at, at growth. It's, it's, we're not seeing the growth. We're not, we're not seeing the possibility of growth because we're still thinking back 20 years behind. We're still back there. So we, we got to keep learning. We got to keep adjusting. We got to keep, you know, and keep that mission in mind. It's like, you know, we keep talking about Enron, and small business owners have the issue also that they they forget what you know the identity, the mission, the passion, what what's inside. So they 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 a lot of them make their business just another job every day. Just mm -hmm. some of them dread going going to business, going to do their business because it, it stopped being joyful, start being an adventure, the the the, the dream that they had before they started the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And getting in touch with you, that's all awesome, by the way. There was so much there. It's hard to unpack all that. That was a great <laughs> ending, but how, people get in touch with you how? JC at OnlineMedia360.com. All right. There you go. And, you know, all the information from everybody, again, will be clickable. Make sure you get in touch with them, including next up, Mr. Robert Peterson. Well, I mean, business planning, just like personal life planning, you need to be intentional because our human nature is lazy. Our human nature is going to find the shortest route and we're going to take the shortest path. And even the most, everybody's a want, want, wantrepreneur, like they want better, they want bigger, they want more. The only way that you get those things is if you're intentional. And I think you need to be intentional with your business plan, be intentional with your personal life plan and do the things that are going to get you to the place you want to go. If you don't know where you're going, <laughs> then it's going to be awful hard to get there. Yeah. Well, you know, and I've heard, what's that quote that says, actually, uh, if you're, if you don't know where you're going, pretty much any path will lead you there because oh, you have no you idea covered. where you're going. I've got you covered. will take you there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, to get in touch with you, Mr. Robert Peterson. So our website's add value, the number two life. So add value to life.com. And of course on LinkedIn and all the fun places. <laughs> of course. All right. And it just magically appeared below you right before our next guest wrapping things up. Mr. D Scott Smith is up. <laughs> so, uh, so for those of you who are writing books, uh, especially children's books. We can learn a lot from children's books, especially, uh, and we'll just jump to Lewis Carroll, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice is asking the Cheshire Cat, uh, would you please tell me which way I ought to go from here? And the cat says, that depends a good deal on where you want to go. And Alice says, I don't care much where. And the Cheshire Cat says, then it doesn't matter which way you go, so long as I get somewhere. 
is what Alice says. And the cat says, go. well, you're sure to do that if you walk long enough. So, uh, yeah, figure out what where you're going with your business. And, um, and then you, you can get the help. You can get the direction. You can go there. But, um, I, you know, I was thinking about um, Isaac Asimov. And when he wrote books, he said he knew the beginning and he knew the ending. And how he got there. That's what he did when he wrote the book. But he knew where those stories started and where they ended. You can do the exact same thing with your business. Uh, people can find me at dscottsmith.com. All of my links are there. Uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You tell me how you want to communicate. That's how we will chat. And if you want to uh, get to shameless plug, uh, freeze in action in the face of business crisis, how to react when the unexpected happens, and you can map out your business on one page, uh, stopinaction.com. If you go to stopinaction.com, uh, there's a free course that, uh, that walks you through how to do this. Well, you know, I would highly, highly recommend that, of course, uh, because I think that the content Scott puts out in all of these amazing individuals is just awesome, incredible, and will help you with your business planning. And remember, when we go all the way back to what Tracy said at the very beginning, and that was make it yours, be authentic. Don't just take a stamped plan from somebody else. Don't take somebody else's template and just make it your own. You can use things like that for a guideline, but what you need to do, whether it's financial whether it is uh, you know, process in your business, no matter what you're trying to work through, whether it is, is a departmental, uh, an environment in your company, there's lots of planning that goes into lots of different areas, but no matter what areas you're concentrating on, make sure that you're making it your own and make sure that your heart bleeds out to your company and your customers and the environment you create makes a real difference every day that you're creating the environment that you want to be in every day in your life and your business. So with that, I just thank you guys all for being here today. Remember all the information is clickable on uh, the show notes and on the comments. And uh, I'm just going to say goodbye today with all of you here. You get to say goodbye with me. We're just going to wrap it up. And I just want to thank everybody for joining us. Remember we're here on Rust Reels live every uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. <laughs> Get the right day, right? Right show, right day. Thursday, 4 p.m. on Rust Reels Live. There's lots of other shows, but we're not going to mix all that up. Till we see you again, have a great day and a great life. Wave, everybody. See ya. Enjoy the experience. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Hasta luego.